Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri. Joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, what's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't have much. I try to, I guess I don't really try too hard to have like some interesting tidbit of, you know, what my weekend does usually, but especially this time. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> not much going on. Um, I actually just finished up my recent season of casting Collegiate uh, Valorant, which was really fun. We had a really good grand finals between York University and University of Ottawa. Really hype, went to game three. Um, yeah, that was really hype. And actually, I'm kind of sad that the season's over because I was really enjoying that. But uh, looking forward to whatever my next commentary gig is. And yeah, that's really all I've got going on lately. Uh, what about you? You know what you have going on lately, Dak, which I saw, which is like my life right now is springtime allergies. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god, I'm, I was. I'm dying over here. My yeah. god. Like I, I, I don't oh. remember what day it was. It was Saturday, Friday or Saturday. My allergies were. Oh, I mean, I think it was Saturday. My truly, my wow, my allergies were truly the worst they've been all year. It was, it was so bad. I hate it. Oh man, and so I was, uh, I was painting my bedroom this weekend and so we moved all of our like stuff out of the room or whatever which kicked up the dust and then like springtime allergy oh my god just everything combined it was horrible i sound horrible i feel ugh. so yeah <laughs> worst worst time of the year but uh i guess it comes with nicer weather so i'll take it um can't complain too much i guess uh but we got you know we got uh getting right into business here we got a ton of questions left over from last week when we did our Discord AMA, we had so many questions, particularly from our man, Big Griff, the Accursed Hunter 01, that we just decided to call an audible and uh, and do two episodes based on Discord Q&A. And we got some room for new questions in there too. So we have a lot to get to today. So uh, let's just dive right in and, and get going here, Dak. What say you? No, I... Yeah, I mean, why not? Let's get right into it. I feel like this is the best time to as well. We got a ton of questions, and I don't know what it is, but I, I, I feel like there's something in the air. I feel like there's some good energy going on. I think we're going to get some real actual Metroid news soon, and so I feel like it's good. Like, we're, we're taking care of some questions. We're, we're uh, talking with some awesome listeners of the show and, you know, discussing their really good questions and topics, and I feel like that's a great opportunity to do all that just before we get some actual Metroid news, which we haven't had in forever. And that's how I'm feeling, so I'm ready to get into it. All right. Let's get it kicked off with a question from Accursed Hunter 01. Considering Metroid isn't known for its story, whenever Metroid 5 is, dis is discussed, why is the story the most talked about aspect? The potential story is the only thing we have to go off since Metroid Fusion came out 18 years ago, but how the game might play and the places Samus might go is rarely discussed, and I find that odd. Well, my friend... We actually have an entire episode dedicated to this, which you should check out. But I think that people talk about the story because, like, you know, we assume it's going to play, like, a 2D Metroid game. That's kind of the assumption. We assume there will probably be some, some like, upgrades and new stuff and whatever. And that's kind of par for course in Metroid games. But, like, Fusion was, was really the first Metroid game to, like, really, you know, go off the deep end and, and tell, like, a really compelling story. And so... And not to mention the fact that it ended with such a cliffhanger. So I, I think that it's natural to assume that the continuation from that would follow in the the story department and hopefully resolve the, the cliffhanger from Metroid Fusion. So, I mean, I feel like that's probably why why people are focused on the story so much is just because we've been 
that little thread has been dangling for, you know, eight, God, 19 years now. Yeah. I Well, I mean, I definitely disagree with a portion of the story where it says, you know, uh, the places Samus might go and even the, how the game might play is rarely discussed. Because I do feel like a lot of people discuss those aspects of the game, too. But you're right. Like, what we know is the story as it ends in Fusion. So that gives us a tangible thing to discuss about what the story of the sequel is going to be, because very likely it's going to have to do with Fusion. So, like, that's something that we can tangibly speculate on. Whereas the gameplay could be any, it could be a Metroid game. Um, it's most likely going to be playing like a Metroid game we expect, but it could also, could, it could be anything because we don't know anything about the game. So, like, the only thing we know about the Metroid Fusion sequel is what we can infer based on the story, which I think it's just better for speculation probably because you can really bring up anything regarding gameplay. And I do think people discuss, like, I mean, we've discussed, like, where we, like you said, where where we think Samus might end up in the story or how it might play and whatnot, the evolutions 2D Metroid might mm-hmm. take. So I think those are topics that the community definitely discusses as well. But, you know, everyone likes a good story. So I'm not surprised that people want to see the continuation of one as well. Well, and I mean, the places that Samus would go are directly tied to the story, right? Yeah, so yeah like, true. And, and to a lesser extent, the gameplay as well. So... Yeah, that's that's probably why. Um, all right, Griff is back with another question here. Have any of you played any Metroid ROM hacks? If yes, which one? If no, why? So I have I have not played any ROM hacks, although I have watched a playthrough of Metroid uh, Rogue Dawn, which is a a ROM hack of Metroid for the NES. That looks pretty cool, actually, um, and I would play that. I, I don't know. I guess I just haven't got around to it. I mean, you know me. I don't like to play a bunch of games on my PC. If it was, like, if I could hack my 3DS, which I probably easily could, and put the ROM on there, I would do that. But um, that that's probably the reason why more than anything. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I think it would make a really good episode if we played a bunch of ROM hacks, right? And, like, gave our thoughts on them, right? Like, maybe, like, picked a few of the most popular ones and played them. Yeah. I think that would make for a good episode. I I personally, I've seen, as you said, gameplay of Metroid Rogue Dawn, and I've never played it myself. But I also uh, watched gameplay of the Metroid Fusion sequence-breaking ROM hack that I think came out sometime last year or the year before. Um, And that's... a like that kind of apparently it makes the I didn't watch like too much of it, but it makes the game apparently a little more or less le- linear and like more open and more explored, you know, exploration focused. So right. maybe that's something up your alley, actually. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, cool. looking through ROM hacks, just, you know, I was looking at the question before this. I actually didn't realize how many ROM hacks exist for Metroid. Like there are tons of them and of varying qualities, of course. But there are a lot of good ones, too, and for all different kinds of, you know, 2D Metroid games. So. That's something I think we should definitely look into because I've never been someone who has jumped into ROM hacks for any game very much, but th- I didn't realize like the sheer volume of ROM hacks, which makes sense. You know, it's not like you're making a whole new game, so it makes sense that there are a lot of them. I just never really thought about that, but there's there's some really cool ones. Like I found this site on uh, Metroid Construction, um, which seems to have a ton of Metroid ROM hacks and like ratings and all of that. So I guess it's like a kind of plug for the site, but it looks it looks cool, and I'm gonna check it out. I feel like that might be a, a cool episode to do, but yeah, not something that I personally got into. But it's now that I've you're, you're quite I'm I'm glad that you asked it because now I'm very interested in looking into all these. I feel like somebody in our Discord was talking about Hyper Metroid yeah, as yeah, well, which is yeah. like an enhanced Super Metroid, which seemed mm-hmm. pretty cool. And, yeah. and again, something up my alley. So 
yeah, I mean, I think that we'll definitely do some ROM hacks in the future. Maybe that's why we haven't played them, so that we could save them for the podcast, by God. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's keep it going, and uh, let's get to Griff's next question here. Remember how the Varia suit negated acid damage in Zero Mission? Do you think that will ever come back? Uh, I think so. If there's acid again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. or like fire or lava or whatever. Why not? Uh, well, I mean, I think maybe they're they're asking because like the, the negating lava damage kind of persisted more than negating acid damage, like in Zero Mission, because that was more of a thing in that game. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, sure. I mean, really, at the end of the day, I think by, at some point, like, Samus's suit, the various suits should really be, like, stopping a lot of, like, environmental stuff, you know? And then, like, gravity suit and stuff like that is changing physics, and then you go from there. Um, I mean, that's kind of how, like, the progression of her suits have gone. But at the same time, I'd also be down for, like, different ways that, for the suits to work, too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to run into a situation where Samus is going to end up... Uh, in a knee deep in acid again. I, if she is, I would hope that she has the various suit um, yeah. feature to, to negate that damage. But uh, who knows? Uh, maybe it will come back. I don't know. All right. His, his next one is kind of a deep cut here that I, I actually don't really have a lot of uh, input on deck. So I'll just like you let you take the lead here. Uh, okay. Do you think that an animated Metroid show slash series of sorts directed by Gendy Tartakovsky, I probably just butchered that would be good. Uh, based on Gendy's work on Samurai Jack, it could be a good fit. So I'm going to be honest. I've never I know what Samurai Jack is, but I've I've never really watched it. So I feel like I don't have an opinion on this. But uh, if you do, take it away. You've never seen Samurai Jack, really? No. I, oh man, not really? No. Well, um, they also uh, um, yeah, Gen. I, I don't mean I've never pronounced Gendy Tartakovsky. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. But uh, he also did Primal, which was really good. Uh, that was, or I think it's actually still ongoing, or there's a new season coming out this year. Um, that's really good and is very, not really Samurai Jack-ish, but kind of, and very uh, the same kind of style. Um, Samurai Jack is really good. I think one of the best animated shows of all time. So, like, yeah, obviously, if, if there was a Metroid series based, or, like, in the style of Samurai Jack, I would, I'd be watching that frame one. Um, but that kind of style, I think, is really good. You, have, you know, very uh, minimal in terms of characters per scene. Um, very much about, you know, um, you know, person versus environment a lot of the time. Um, and which I think is obviously very much like Metroid 2 primals the same kind of way. So yeah, I think in that sign, and it's a very stylistic kind of anime too, which, which, or not anime, uh, anime. I mean, it's not an anime, but it's animated show. So I don't know, whatever. But, um, but, uh, that kind of style, I think, a, I think a stylistic Metroid animated series would be really good. Like, you know, Castlevania is obviously something that we hear a lot in terms of both, like, a, a type of show and structurally, too, but also by, uh, by aesthetically. By the way, the season four trailer, holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that looked really cool. Um, there was also the, the announcement of the League of Legends animated series for Netflix. There was a trailer that came out today, and that looked really cool. And I haven't watched too much. I don't know how dialogue heavy that'll be, but that looked cool. Anyway, yeah. Um, I would definitely be about this, like something in a Samurai Jack kind of style. I think it would be it would be great. It you know Metroid doesn't have too much dialogue. I think it, when it's you know less dialogue, the better a lot of the time. And I think that kind of style of like he's obviously a very prolific director and creator. So I would absolutely love that. Yeah, I mean, hey, I I wouldn't say no to a Metroid show honestly in 
pretty much any artistic style. I've heard nothing but good things any, about Samurai any, Jack. Any style. Well, what's a style you wouldn't want to see? That's what I'm interested in. A style you wouldn't want to see a Metroid show in. Uh, you know, I mean, I think if the if the show and the writing is good enough, it, it truly can overcome the stylistic, like, presentation, right? Like, like Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, I think, is, is a terribly ugly game. Like, horrible... What? graphical art style what? oh it's it's awful what? but like the game itself is is pretty decent and, and is pretty... able to overcome that wow that's that's not the opinion i thought i would i would hear from a zelda fan but i don't know i thought twilight princess is pretty cool so you'd be down for like a, a live action comedy metroid tv series right because i mean that's yeah but live action comedy isn't it isn't like the art style though. we're talking strictly about like the aesthetic of the show <laughs> no i like know like the like the animation and stuff but you know what i would be down for a for a comedy if it was done well beyond the batman was pretty cool hey um all right let's get to one more from griff and then let's move on i've been waiting to ask this question i almost asked it last week yeah so I yeah I, I thought i wanted you to ask this question last week and i almost i almost I, asked it myself but i didn't I gotta be I gotta be selfish and say that I saved asking it because I knew that we were gonna do the question or part two this week and I was gonna make this my headline for part two. So here we go. In Metroid Prime Hunters, Samus was able to beat Silex in a one v one, even though Samus only had the various suit, power beam, and missiles. That's not much compared to what Samus usually gets at full power. Silex also had his ship help shoot at Samus, yet he she still won. So, if Silex is going to be a major aspect of Metroid Prime 4 and beyond, how can he seem like an actual threat? Would it be more of his tactical prowess or espionage instead of his skills in combat? So, a lot to unpack there. Wow, but I have a few so much to here. talk about here, and I'm already thinking of like wrestling theory. I'm like, let me talk to you about jobbers. <laughs> so, uh, for, first and foremost, if the game, we're going to assume that Silex is a player in Metroid Prime 4 because we actually don't know that, and if he very well. Could not be. I I still wouldn't be surprised if Silex isn't what we all think he might be in Metroid Prime 4. But let's just assume that he is, and he's the main antagonist. If you were to build him up throughout the game, and he's doing a bunch of dastardly things, you, you can give him his heat back, and you can, you know, you can heat him up enough where he's a threat to Samus. Also, I mean, there's nothing to say that he can't upgrade his own armor. And if we're even going to try and... and <laughs> legitimize metroid prime federation for us if for nothing else we know that that silex has metroid eggs or dna or something so he he has access to those abilities and, and whatever you know may come from that uh, and i mean hey look in metroid prime 2 you smoked dark samus not once not twice but thrice and she was the main boss of metroid prime 3 so yeah you know it, it's not like it can't be done um i think I think that relative, most people that are going to be playing Metroid Prime 4, again, assuming that Silex is going to be the big bad guy in that game, will probably have never played Metroid Prime Hunters or even know who he is. So for in, in terms of like your average player playing Prime 4, this is a brand new character. So yeah. I, I, I totally get that that idea, and I and I think it's, it's a valid point. But I, th I think that you can overcome that with good storytelling. That's that's definitely a key aspect. Is that for a lot of people playing this game, they're pro they have no idea who Silex is. The Silex is a character that Metroid fans know, 
And even then, I even I would even guess that maybe some Metroid fans might not even know who Silex is. But I would say a majority of Metroid fans do, do. But, like, I would anticipate a lot of new players for Metroid Prime 4. A lot of new people checking out the game, checking out the franchise, who have never played Metroid Prime Hunters, who definitely didn't play Federation Force. Um, I barely played that game, and I love Metroid. So, <laughs> you know, like, that's, like, the only reason I know is because I just watched the cutscene on YouTube. Which, thank, thank God for that. But... Yeah, so I think the thing is is that, number one, people aren't going to know who Silex is. Number two, I think a big part of Metroid Prime 4 will Silex, like you said, becoming strong, right? Like, sure, Samus might have been able to defeat him in Hunters, but in Metroid Prime... And we know since then, like, Met Silex has been, like, following or tailing Samus in Metroid Prime 3. As you said, got the Metroid at the end of Federation Force. So he's clearly, like, assembling stuff. He took the suit to begin with, right? Before Metroid Prime Hunters, so... Like the character's all about like not scavenging necessarily, but stealing and and taking in for, uh, taking technology to become stronger, getting weaponry and getting an arsenal to become stronger, just like Samus does. And so I would assume that a large portion or a good part of Metroid Prime Four will be about Silex either becoming strong or having become strong somehow, and then Samus having to deal with it. Also, like you said, yeah, Samus took out Dark Samus multiple times. I mean, Ridley's what like one in seven in in the series. Like, Ridley has a, a terrible record against Samus, yet he's still a threat <laughs> when he shows up every time, and Samus has to respect him and, and actually fight him, either sometimes once or multiple times in a game. So, I don't necessarily think that just because, you know, Silex has been defeated before that he can't be a th major threat, he most likely will be, and I think that'll be a big part of the game, and I, I the thing is, too, is that, like, I don't know, like, his performance in Hunters, like... You can't really chalk... Everyone loses to Samus. <laughs> Samus is the protagonist of the franchise. So, I, you know, and and I don't think Silex was at full power at Hunters either. He was kind of just like an, uh, a mini-boss, right? So he's going to be most likely, I would think, like the main bad guy of this game. So he's definitely going to be, like, written and, and going to be given a lot more power and a lot more strength, you know, based on what happens in the story of this, this, uh, this game. So, yeah, I, I don't see any problem with having Silex be a really strong and major threat i would assume he's also going to use his ship like that's what that's what heels do that's what bad guys do they try to win however they can and that's like probably a part of his story too the guys like uh, whoever it is is a thief and takes stuff and is a bad guy so they're going to do that kind of stuff and still be a threat to a hero like samus so i think it'll still be believable and i'm looking forward to see what they do yep uh totally but great question i yeah. i love that question um but let's move on to some of the other questions that we left over from last week. These are from our boy Noodles over on Discord. What's up, Noodles? He asks, uh, Metroid Prime 2 had the unique concept of acquiring two distinct base beams very early in the game and having the third endgame beam be a combination of the first two. If they were to revisit this concept, what kind of beams would you want the first two to be? And how would the third beam combined work? So, hmm. I, you know what? I was I was trying to come up with an answer to this question and I and I didn't really come up with one and I was like I'll probably come up with one on the fly as as I'm reading it out but I still don't have a great answer for this question because I think like the light and dark beam were such a like unique concept that and I don't know like that was such a cool idea in theory and, and even the annihilator beam kind of combining them felt a little bit off kilter but I I don't know that I can think of another like, I, I think that you'd probably want, like, some kind of different element going at it, and, and that's the difference, and you can combine them. I mean, my answer is, like, I actually don't... I, I wouldn't really want this to come back, more so because, like, I think that Prime 4, or Metro Prime 5, or Metro 5, rather, 
should just, you know, have, have a plethora of different beams and not necessarily limit themselves to four again. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still don't have a good answer for this. Well, Noodles, we'll try and redeem ourselves for your next question here. Um, he asked, what are each of your personal top 10 or so favorite Metroid songs? And are there any you listen to on at least a semi-regular basis? So I have like a ton of Metroid music that I listen to just because I put it on the background at work. But like, I mean, man, I, I love Red Brinstar. That's that's an amazing track. Vendrana Drifts, obviously. Sanctuary Fortress. Um, Ridley Fight uh, versus Ridley is, is incredible. There, there's, there's not really a lot of bad Metroid music. I love... The surface of SR388, I think, is fantastic. Um, the Golden Temple and Hydro Station from AM2R, awesome. Chozo Laboratories, Samus Returns is awesome. Uh, God, the, you know what? You know what is an underrated track is the the Talon Overworld theme. Both both when you first land on the planet, and then when it changes to like the second Talon Overworld theme. I think that's ten. So, yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. Well, I, I'm not going to just like list off a bunch of song titles, but I will say that uh, I listen to Metroid music semi-frequently. Semi I would say mostly my, my music like listening habits are like a mixture of both like video game music and, and not video game music, but I also listen to a lot of Halo and, and Doom music too. So, But that being said, I really like Metroid Metal. I think that's if I'm listening to any Metroid music, I'm most likely listening to Metroid Metal, and I have a whole playlist of all of, all of Metroid Metal on Spotify for that reason. So uh, if I'm listening to any Metroid music, it's very likely that. I love the remixes. I also like listening to... I, I don't have remember it like off the top of my head, but like there's a really like chill like Metroid playlist on YouTube. I think it might even have like Rain playing in the background oh, yeah, or something I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've listened to it before. That stuff like that, I, I that's really more up my alley. Um, so, and I also recommend it as well. There you go. Um, all right, Noodles is back with another one here. Not too long ago, Nintendo announced their Mario-themed theme park in Universal Studios. If they were going to add a Metroid-themed area, what kind of attractions would you like to see? So, I don't, I don't know much about theme parks or whatever i'm sure they can make a cool like roller coaster out of out of anything but i do know i've seen the pictures of the mario world and in my mind it would be like just so cool if there was like like a little brinstar area they could have crate in the background kind of model it after like brinstar depths from smash bros you could have crate in the background maybe from there you could walk into like a little norfair and like there's fire and like i don't know maybe <laughs> They could get some orange food dye and put it in the water and call it lava or something. I don't know. But uh, I, I think that would be cool. I, it would just be, like, so cool to see some of that stuff come to life. Because, like, the Mario stuff just looks so awesome. Um, I I think it's... I don't think it's likely that Metroid ever gets that. I think it's probably more likely that Zelda mm -hmm. has a wing uh, in Nintendo Land. But, uh, yeah, that would be my pick is just, like, I don't know. Do do a cool like Pirates of the Caribbean water slide with in Norfair or, or like do you do you know that ride in uh in Universal Studios where you're like riding the little ET bike? Make that guy Ridley instead or Samus's ship or something. That's what I want to see. I would I don't think there's any <laughs> reality in which a Metroid theme park is ever made. I would be so very surprised. I yeah, they would probably do Zelda, they would do Animal Crossing. Probably before that, Animal Crossing would be cool. I'd go to the I Animal think, Crossing. I think they're park. actually doing Donkey Kong but, next. 
I, I really th- I, that's maybe actually, th- maybe this is just rumor actually, but I could have swore I'm, I heard somebody say that. I would be very surprised. Well, Donkey I could have swore some. I I remember something that said they were building like a, a DK jungle like level. Oh, well, that's that's different. I feel like I could see them adding to the Mario theme. Yeah, park yeah, yeah. That, that's Donkey what it is. Kong's that's kind of Mario, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah, that's that's so like I could see them doing that. Like they added like a Metroid section, and they just like they added like Planet Zebus, and it has I don't know, has like Samus's ship there. You can go into Samus's ship and like check out the inside. I think that'd be really cool, even though like I don't know, probably wouldn't be accurate or anything. But whatever, who cares? And, like, um, I think maybe they, you know, the uh, in in Disney World, the the Buzz Lightyear ride where you can let you go through the track and shoot aliens and whatnot. Um, in Tomorrowland, they could probably do like a Metroid version of that. That'd be cool. And I'm a big roller coaster guy, so I don't, you know, just honestly, if I were to, if, if that, the the Mario Land is cool and all, but it's not really like, it's like a cool theme park. But when I go to, I go, I like roller coasters. So if you could give me just a Metroid roller coaster based theme park of just only like crazy big roller coasters and just I don't care, just name them after Metroid bosses. That would be sick. Like that, you know, give me King to Cobb, but I don't know. It's like the emergency escape mission or something like that. And you have to like get out into the top of the roller coaster, then escape or something. I don't know. Or um, there's like a Ridley fight, which is looks, you know, it's like the Superman ride or something like that. I don't know. That that would be that would be my dream is to have a bunch of Metroid roller coasters. I ain't mad at that. Uh, I think that'd be cool. Um Okay, Metroid 35, uh, which you can still apply for, by the way, to the, the fanzine over at Metroid 35, asks, if you could have any studio make a Metroid game, who would that studio be and why? This is an easy one for me and probably an obvious one. But man, I would love to see what Tom Hap could do with a team of people making a Metroid game. I love Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge 2 looks sweet. Man, just I, I would love to see this dude make a make a Metroid game. Uh, failing that, here's another obvious answer, but Moon Studios, whew, I mean, God, they already got Dr. Uh, M64 working for them, like, give them the keys. Yeah, those, those are not the studios that I would pick, um, but I, th- I know because I would, you want, like, 2D Metroids, that'd be dope, I'd be down for those, uh, for those picks, too. My picks would be, and this is the one I immediately think of when I think of a, a Metroid Studio is Platinum Games Ugh, because they made okay. Vanquish, and v- Vanquish is a goat game, very underrated, awesome game. I don't know if any of you, it came out like I think it came out like ten years ago, like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Obviously, uh, Platinum's known for for Bayonetta as well, and Bayonetta's really good too. And I feel like it's it could really work for like you know this I this is the kind of game where I could see them doing like a sick either metroid game where it's just you know regular samus or even like a zero suit samus based game like remember we had, did the episode where we talked yeah. about like the kind of zero suit samus i, I could get behind zero like suit they samus. would be perfect I, I wouldn't have picked platinum for a metroid yeah. game but um i even if it wasn't zero suit samus i think it'd be awesome uh i also would pick uh insomniac insomniac they obviously they do ratchet and clank i don't know if you've seen the new ratchet and clank game rift apart I mean, I personally really like Richard Ratchet and Clank games, but the new one looks amazing. God, you know like, what? I'm I'm looking wow. over at my games right so now, good. <laughs> and I'm looking at Ratchet and Clank, and I bought it, and I still haven't played it. Like like four years later, I gotta I gotta Ratchet play and it. Clank is awesome. It looks awesome, and I think think they would do a Metroid game really well, and just like Platinum Games, I think they'd both do a a third person Metroid game really well, like the right way. Both of them would do the the right way. So I would love to see that, and then. 
other than that, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Give Bungie. Give Bungie the reins, maybe. I don't know. Bungie's not the same Bungie as it used to be, but that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd be down for a lot of different experimentation, but I'd be I'd be interested in seeing 3D Metroids, like a 3D third uh, third person Metroid or first person Metroid, tried out by a bunch of different studios. We I th I feel like we get a little more. Well, then again, I guess other M was also you know that was Team Ninja, but yeah, that was bad. Yeah. But like, I would that that would that's the kind of Metroid uh, I guess uh, licensing or crossover I'd like to see in terms of studios. Um, okay, well, let's keep it going. And our, our next question is from you. Is that right? You asked a question, but I don't know if you were posting it on someone else's <laughs> behalf or not. Uh, no, yeah, no, I no, that was my okay. question. Well, That's me. Here, Dak from New York asks, uh, Andy and Dak, what do you think about having not just more vehicle gameplay in a Metroid game, but having more vehicles beside just Samus's ship that you can use in a more interactive way? So, Dak... I feel like you you probably have an answer for this question since you asked it, so shoot. No, I, I don't actually. Well, I mean, I do have an answer, but that's not why I asked it. I wanted to know what your opinion was. I just asked the both of us because, you know, we we both host the show, and I didn't want to leave myself out because that would be rude. But, <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, yeah, I want to know what your answer is. I, I'm open to the idea. I, you know what? I, yeah, I, I could be open to the idea. I, I do think it would be cool if you could pilot Samus's ship in some kind of way. Um, yeah, I, I'm open to the idea of like, especially if we're, let's just say for instance, that Metroid prime four is more on, the, on the open world scale versus like the, um, versus like the traditional Metroid prime intertwined world scale, which I could see being the case as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't be upset if there was like a stormtrooper like motorcycle or something or stormtrooper. Good God. Space pirate. <laughs> May the fourth be with us. A space pirate motorcycle that you could commandeer and and ride or whatever, um, or or maybe like some kind of like cool um, like android or something, kind of like what Gore had in Metroid Prime Three, or or dare I say, what they had mm -hmm. in Federation Force. Uh, yeah, I, I I would be yeah. open to uh, to seeing that. Sure, why not? Well, that's cool. Yeah, because I. Well, I agree. I would love to see that kind of stuff. I think it'd be a hundred percent definitely need at least like more stuff with her ship. I think that's one of my favorite parts of Metroid Prime Three, and I think they. I wish they had done more, but I think for the time they did a good amount of stuff. But yeah, I would love to actually pilot the ship, and then more functionality while you're playing just as Samus, but with the ship as well. And then yeah, it'd be great. Like I'm not saying like maybe Samus needs more like Federation vehicles, though that'd be cool too, or like actual stuff she gets officially but it would be awesome to like commandeer like space pirate stuff or and like you said that would be really uh, really really cool if like she was like scavenging and and it was using vehicles or like found like mechs like you said like that would be awesome and i think would kind of really uh make the gameplay you know feel a little more diverse doesn't have to be like a major part of the game but and also like you said it would be a great way to make the game either more open world or if the game is more open world make it like maybe maybe feel a little less slow instead of having Sam just walk around or having her like fast travel unexplainably somehow so I, I'd be about it and I'm I'm happy to hear that you would be yeah about it. I, I mean I I certainly have an open mind about it. I think if done if done right it could be cool like it could be an addition and there's not really a risk that you know there's nothing to lose on it so why not um, all right, let's keep it going. Big Griff is back here. Why has Metroid not dealt with time travel yet, and would you want time travel to show up? Time travel is one of the few big sci-fi tropes Metroid hasn't done yet. You know what? It's not yeah. easy. 
I don't, you know, it's like, it's so easy to mess up. I think, I think that's really the biggest thing is number one. Like it, it has to make, not necessarily have to make sense with the story, but I don't know. There, there hasn't been anything like telling about time travel so far in the franchise. So I feel like it'd be out of place if it just showed up now, but also it's like something that can easily be messed up or not done very well, or could make the story convoluted, especially for Nintendo games. Like we know Nintendo doesn't, focus very like they go gameplay before story all the time and metroid is one of the few franchises if not like the only one that really cares about the story in its games so like to to then throw in time travel and potentially like screw all that stuff up i feel like that's probably not even in their wheelhouse or consideration at all so i'm not surprised it hasn't shown up yet um not necessarily saying it can't be done well but i would you know i would just you know i i can see where they're coming from if they feel you know, hesitant about doing so because I would justifiably feel the same way about incorporating that to any one of my stories. Yeah. But yeah. So that's how I would assume that's how they well, feel. So a couple things here. Um, I, I would classify time travel more in like the fantasy realm than I would like the sci-fi realm. And that that's might be semantics for some people, but to me, Metroid is, is somewhat grounded in it's one of those series that like, I could see this happening conceivably in like, 2000 years kind of like the expanse like you could conceivably see that happening one day in the future whereas like you know time travel is a little bit more far-fetched um another practical answer is like you know the zelda podcaster in me is just like man we already got time travel in zelda and like that's that's just a mess when they when they do all the different timeline business and like <laughs> i i just i don't know that metro yeah. needs it and the last thing for me with time travel is like I feel like a lot of times it feels a little bit cheap um, because typically mm-hmm. time travel is used to either undo something or retroly, retroactively fix something. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't love it. I, I think that like in, in Echoes, you have like the rift between worlds, which is I guess kind of like similar. And I can see where the idea is just like, well, what's the difference between a parallel world and like, uh, you know, going backwards in time yeah, that's true and to that i say i think that's a fair point but i don't know i like i i don't i don't think that metro needs time travel necessarily um but i i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset to see it come into play but yeah i mean i, I think it's pretty easy to screw up for sure yeah I, I my thing about it is that if when it becomes like a big part of the story yeah it, it can make it very volatile where you know i'm thinking of like Terminator, for example, right, where that's a story that's about time travel, but the actual like plot of like the first movie, for example, isn't really about time travel because like the Terminator comes back in time, but everything happens, you know, in the right. 80s or whatever, right? So like I could see something like that happening where like a character comes from the future or the past, but the game isn't or the story isn't really about time travel overall. It's just maybe a character might have time traveled and that might be an element of the story. But so. In that case, I could see that because you're right. Like, I didn't really think about that. Like, you know, alternate dimensions, is that really like, that far off in terms of believability and, like, time travel? Not necessarily. Even though, I'm personally, I might think if one's more believable than the other, I'd probably pick alternate Me dimensions. Too. But at that point, you're, I mean, it's it's kind of like you're just, it's subjective and, you know, we're, we're dealing with fantastical elements that are all hypothetical. So who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily couldn't work in Metroid. But... I don't, I don't know if it should be, like, the a big part of a story or part of the story in the whole, like, chronology of the franchise. At least not yet. At least, if you're going to do that stuff, maybe just 
let's wrap up the current story. <laughs> let's keep that, you know, and have that. And then Samus finishes that up. And then if she wants to go time traveling, all right, I might be a, bit, a little more open to uh, it. Dude, if there were time travel in Metroid, you can bet your bottom dollar you'd be traveling backwards in time to save Adam. And nobody wants that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. true. Oh, no, we're going to have to go back and play other M again. No, never mind. I take that back. I don't want to. All right, let's keep it going. Chris06 asks, Metroid is often described as an exploration platformer, but is this actually true? It may not be linear like a Mario game, but certain areas are locked off until you obtain the necessary power-up, and there is an order to how you progress through the world. I believe exploration to mean you can go just about anywhere and have complete freedom like Breath of the Wild or Red Dead Redemption 2. So I feel like this is just kind of another case of like, semantics or like your definition of you know what what a game is because to me i i look at breath of the wild or red dead and i'm like well that's that's more like an open world game where like there there really is no structure and you you know the world is your sandbox where metroid i think does have a little bit more structure and i think that that structure serves it well but that's not to say that if you're not a skilled enough player that you can break that structure. You know, we see that in 2D Metroid in particular. Well, actually, not even in 2D Metroid. We see that in all Metroid games in particular. If you're good enough, you can you can do, you know, you can play the game any way you want. Yeah, you can play out of order. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, sequence yeah. breaking is, you know, part of Metroid's and, and DNA not, anyway. not necessarily through glitching either. Just, like, you can play Super Metroid and be yeah. just really good at timing and jumping and stuff like that and, you know, skip entire power-ups and segments of the game. Um you know, I, I can see your point where, you know, there is, I, I think the formula of Metroid, and I wouldn't describe it as an exploration platform, I'd describe it as a Metroidvania game, and like, that's the formula of Metroid, what's made it so famous and lasting over all these years. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would call it, I guess, exploration platform, because that's the main goal of a Metroid game, is you explore your, your area, and you jump on stuff, and, <laughs> you know? But, I, I mean, I think it's all just semantics. Yeah. I, I You know, I'll be honest. Before this question, I've literally never heard the phrase exploration platformer. So, so I've never heard Metroid does described as that. But maybe that's just that's just me. Uh, yeah, it's really just semantics. I really – I mean, there's nuance to it, right? Like, I think just because a game might not be as open world as a Breath of the Wild or Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto or whatever it is, that it's not an exploration game. Like, they're all different kinds of exploration and, and varying degrees of it. Like, even Metroid Fusion, which is a pretty mostly linear game, still has some exploration yeah. to it. And I think really when you're, whenever you find yourself in an unfamiliar scenario, whether you're held your hand through it or not, you still are exploring it in a kind of a way. And, yeah, so, I, I mean, I definitely don't agree that a game has to be, like, Breath of the Wild uh, structureless for it to be a true exploration type of game but also like exploration isn't a genre any kind of game not any kind of game but many different kinds of games can be exploration based or not and metroid isn't i wouldn't necessarily categorize it as like a platformer either because i don't think that's like the i mean it, it has platforming elements i guess i mean i see it more as like just action adventure it has elements of all different kinds of games as you said it's a metroidvania it's kind of is its own thing yeah. too right like you, it is it, it, it may it defined a kind of game by being what yeah. it is. So I don't know if you necessarily can translate that one to one to other different kinds of games, but yeah. So I think this is kind of just semantics. It's really, you know, call it what it is, right? Like who cares? You know, I mean, we've, we, me and Andy have, have argued about whether or not Metroid game prime games, like FPS games or not, but like who really cares? You it, know, it, like, it is, it's Metroid. It's really matter. It means to be. 
It's Metroid, exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right, a couple cool questions here from Focused Wombat, who found us uh, just recently, I think this week. So, shout out and thanks for listening, Yo, dude. What's good? Uh, first question. Here we yeah. go. What is your preferred way to replay the games? Do you have the cartridges slash discs? So, my name is Dakota Lasky, mm, and I only play question. Metroid Prime on Dolphin mouse and keyboard. That's my preferred way. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, well, you know, you're right, though. If I'm going to play a Metroid Prime game, that is that is the only way I play it. Um, if, if I'm going to play Metroid... I guess it depends on the Metroid game, because Nintendo is really bad at preserving its its old games, so they really haven't given me a consistent way to, to play them. So that's really on them. Uh, yeah, at least for me, if I'm going to play a Metroid Prime game, so uh, Metroid Prime 1, 2, or 3, I'm going to play it on PC with mouse and keyboard. If I'm going to play Metroid Fusion or Zero Mission, or Hunters, or Pinball, I'm going to play it on my DS or my Game Boy that I have in my nightstand in my bedroom right next to me. So I'm going to play it like that. Uh, Super Metroid, I'm going to play it off my Switch, most likely, or my Super Nintendo. And that's all of them, I think. I wouldn't really play the other ones. So, Oh, and Samus Returns on my DS. So yeah, so that's that's how I would play uh, it. Yeah, so I, I play Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3, and Other M on the Wii U. Um, I play Super Metroid and Nestroid on the Switch. I play Metroid 2, Return of Samus, uh, Samus Returns, uh, Federation Force, Pinball, Hunters on the DS. And I actually, I think I busted out my old Game Boy SP to play uh, Metroid Fusion. But uh, I play AM2R Mm. on the computer and I wish that there is a way that I could yep. play AM2R on a 3DS, but there is not, which ugh, I just wish that there was. But yeah, I think that's all of them. So lots of different consoles. I de- I want to I want to do an episode on just Metroid Prime Trilogy on Dolphin. We got to do it. We got we got I want to preach the good word ugh. more to the people. Play Metroid Prime Trilogy on PC on your mouse and keyboard with all the nice textures and the resolution and the frames and the control. It's so nice. It's so good. I I don't even know how you could be making those sounds. It's the best Metroid experience. And you are truly, truly uh, missing out on it. But hey, you live your life. Live your life how you want to live. All right. Talking about Metroid Prime here, Focused Wombat has a good question. Do you think the potential new 2D game would mimic the art style of Prime 4 now that they would be on the same console and could coincide with each other or try a more animated look similar to a lot of the popular metroidvanias on switch so i actually i feel like if there's going to be a 2d and there's going to be a 3d like if there's going to be 2d metroid there's going to be metroid prime i think that they should have like distinctive art styles not like completely like different like i don't think it should be like anime animated but like i i think the look of of samus returns was really good um, or, I mean, man, they could do, like, the classic, like, Super Metroid look. I mean, obviously they wouldn't because that's probably going a little bit too far back. But, um, yeah, I, I think that... I actually think that the 2D and 3D games should play more simile, similar to each other than they should look similar to each other, if that makes sense. Uh, like, I, I think that, you know, the Prime 2D demo showed us that, like, you can do scanning. You can do a lot of the cool things that, that Prime 3D mm-hmm. does. And yeah. you can do that in 2D Metroid, and I think it should... But yeah, I, I kind of like that they they look a little bit distinct from each other. Um, and that being said, uh, you know, if they were the same design, I, I'd be totally cool with that too. But yeah, I I do like that they look a little bit distinct. And and, and just to throw one other thing in there, um, I I hope that like 
Fusion did a really great job of when Metroid Prime came out, Fusion Samus was like completely different in a completely different suit. So it was it was really hard to compare the two. So I think that the next 2D Metroid should do the same thing where it's like this is a different looking Samus and if the art style isn't like completely different then make Samus herself look different. So yeah, that's my answer. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was not only going to say the first part, but I was going to I wasn't sure if you're going to say the second part, but I definitely agree. Like, if they're going to have both, you know, Metroid 5 and Metroid Prime 4 come out, gotta have Samus, I think, look distinctly different. And uh, Okay, last great question here from uh, Mr. Wombat. He asks, do you think they could mix up the genre a bit and make a roguelike Metroid, maybe a procedurally generated map? A game like Sundered comes to mind, or the more recent Returnal for PlayStation 5? I'm going to be honest, man. God, I hope not. I hope not. That, ugh. I'd rather I'd rather play Metroid Prime on mouse and keyboards before I would a procedurally generated Metroid map. I, not not really my thing. Like I I got Dead Cells about two years ago now, and like just heard rave reviews for it. It was like this wicked procedurally generated Metroidvania, and I was like, this looks like totally my thing. And I don't know. I I just don't dig the the ever changing map because I feel like. I feel like the part of the reward of Metroid and playing a Metroid game is like kind of taking mental notes and saying like, I need to come back here later. Or like, I need to, I can see a power up here, but I can't get it. And like, how do I, how do I defeat my environment? And like, I don't know. I, I just feel like that learning experience is, is lost with a procedurally generated map a little bit. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people will probably disagree on that, but you know what? I also, I don't really care for, for roguelike games either, to be completely honest. So <laughs> I hope not. You know, it's interesting that like, you know, you don't want, you wouldn't want that because like, it's about like learning your environment and whatnot. But I feel like a big part of roguelike games is the fact that you have to learn from your previous runs to adapt to like the next one. Right. So I feel like, I don't know. It's interesting that you would say that, but I think they wouldn't, I don't think they should go full procedurally generated, like full roguelike, like full Hades or whatever. Because, yeah, I do think there should be some structure and consistency to the environment. That's a big part of Metroid. Like, there's a big world and you want to figure out what it is. And if the world's constantly changing, there's, like, less satisfaction in finding out what it all is about, right? I, I think. But I do think that maybe having some elements of that in a Metroid game could be cool. Like, maybe an air up, like, a portion of an area maybe changes or... I don't know, some areas have that kind of effect. Like, maybe not making the whole game like that, but having... Some, you know what, you how, know. About, how about this? So maybe Samus, as, like, a bonus, has, like, some VR training missions to get ready for, like, the Space Pirates or something like that. That If that was procedurally generated, that could be okay, because then it makes sense that it is never the same, because it's, like, a VR thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily against it. I think some of the, like, some really good games that have come out the past years have been roguelikes. But I, I definitely see where you're coming. I just, I think there can be, there there's a balance. I don't think they necessarily go all the way, but I do think that there are some things that Metroid could take from that genre that could work in Metroid games and still keep them as a Metroid game that we know and love. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe, maybe I wasn't, maybe I didn't articulate why I don't like them as much. Maybe I actually just don't know why I don't like them as much. I just know that I don't, you know, like they're just, they're not my thing. Um, it, it, that's the best I could come to explaining it, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'll try anything once though. I'll, I'll say that. Um, well, all right, let's get back to big Griff. He's back with another couple, uh, bangers here. 
If Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion get a remake with Chozo Memories for extra lore, uh, what would you like to see the most? You know, I actually, I don't know that I'd want to see Chozo Memories in, in Super Metroid or Metroid Fusion. I, I thought that that was kind of a, a nice gimmick unique to Samus Returns because they were on, like, this Chozo planet. Uh, you know what? We, we talked about if, if Super Metroid got a remake... Like, I, I think that it would be really cool if you could play the intro part as Ridley, and that could be, like, your bonus stuff oh. in that game. Or, like... That's, that's, I don't that's know what a they would do. Jump. With... <laughs> Just... That would be cool, though, right? Like, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be I don't cool. Know what they'd, I don't know what they'd do in Fusion, but maybe... I, I don't know. I, I would rather... I would rather if in Fusion, you could, if they remade the game, you could go back and, like, unlock kind of, like, secret terminals or logs or conversations between like the dude in charge of like making the the secret metroid project i think that would be cooler learning more of like the uh the conspiracy like side of, of the equation from the federation than like chozo stuff yeah so well i, I guess they they didn't necessarily mean just chozo stuff like they just meant in general like that kind of extra lore stuff oh okay well yeah, that that would be my answer then for fusion. I don't I don't know that Super Metroid necessarily needs that. So yeah, if Super Metroid Fusion get a remake, I mean, here's my thing. Like I honestly don't even like. Uh, they mentioned the Halo terminals. I don't even like the terminals in Halo. Like for me, I I don't like um, having to like read <laughs> in a video game unless it's like short scans. Um, or like it's a comic or something like that. Even audio logs eventually kind of get grading for me. Like if you're gonna give me the story, give it to me in the active plot. I don't like I don't like flashbacks and and backstory through like I mean that's never really I mean I get some people like that stuff and to a degree I don't mind it. Like I like scans obviously in Metroid Prime, but like those are, um you know short and sweet, and you know Bioshock does that and like they have the audio stuff like Halo Three ODST or you know Halo ODST that's like one where they have the audio logs and that's kind of cool, but it's not like something like I love or like need in a game for me like I just. If there's something important to the story, integrate it, like, actively in the story. Otherwise, I'm not, you know, it's not, it must not be that important, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally can see where you're coming from there. Um, but I, I think that if there was, you know what actually would be kind of cool is, like, when we did Batman um, Arkham Asylum, where you could find all, like, the, the, like, the tale of Arkham or whatever. Like, if they yeah. did that, but it was, like, the tale of the conspiracy, that, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, too, is that, again, I don't want, like, if, if that kind of stuff is going to be in the Fusion remake, why not just put it in the Fusion sequel, you know? Like, I add those things in the active story of the next game. I don't know if I, like, I don't need everything explained and, and, and shown off. Like, I kind of like that Fusion just has, like, like that Easter egg message and only a couple parts. Like, that adds to the mystery and the suspense in the story. Like, I don't, if you just go back and add all these conversations and all of this stuff and just start you know expositing in, in these like lore logs or whatever in these cutscenes or whatever i think that kind of takes away a little bit of like the the mystique and and mystery of the whole story which is a big part of it to me so i don't know if i would i, I don't need any of that kind of stuff you're just going to remake the game give me nice graphics have the game play as it did maybe add a, another boss fight or something and and uh, a couple new modes voice acting, for Adam. Voice acting would be voice you know yeah sure fine and like that's it like i don't need anything really else i honestly I don't even need remakes if you know i'd rather new games all right well here we go uh another remake question from accursed hunter if 
Fusion got a remake. How much of Fusion's story, if at None. all, will be changed to make an other M connection? None. I'm going to tell you with 100%, maybe not 100%, like 90% certainty, that I, I truly believe Nintendo will never acknowledge Metroid Other M in Metroid ever again. I I don't think they I will. I really agree with you. I hope they yeah, you're right. I think everyone is on board with that. I think everybody can kind of just look at each other and be like and just and you don't talk about it. And that's how it should be. But also like at the same time, I mean, uh, I, Fusion story is already deeply connected to Other M. So like how much more of a connection do you even need? Like Other M is literally about explaining stuff in Fusion. So like I don't know like what else would you change in Fusion's I, I honestly don't even know what you would change in Fusion's story to make a connection in Other M that it doesn't already that like that connection doesn't already exist, right? Like other than I don't know, if like maybe maybe being a, a reference to Anthony or something like that. Maybe Anthony shows up in a Fusion remake. That's probably the only thing. But even then I don't see how that would make any sense like why he would even show up and I don't think there's necessarily a need for that. Um I think let's let let it stay dead. You know, other M buried deep in the Earth's core. Don't reference it again. There's no need. It wasn't needed then. The game's never been necessary. There's no need to make a connection to it. And I think it needs to stay that way. You know what? I'm actually going to go on record and say I'm one of the guys that... I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, Anthony come back. No, like... yeah, he should come back, but not in a Fusion remake. In my opinion. Yeah, not not in a Fusion remake. Just in, just in like, general, yeah. like, in, in those who know would know him from from other m but like you could basically introduce him as if he was like a new character you know what i mean i i would even go so far as to say if they made her less ridiculous i would be fine with mm. like uh bergman coming back mm. I, I don't think he would mm, be, i already yeah she, she mm, no if if they kind of retinker well i mean whatever i don't think they're ever coming back yeah. so it doesn't but really anthony, matter but anthony point. i think i think anthony is probably the only redeeming one of the few redeeming qualities of other m in my opinion yeah. so I think, honestly, and I think most Metroid fans, even ones like myself who really don't like Other M, would not mind seeing him. And I think it would be funny if he showed up again and did, like, the Remember Me thing, because then it would actually, then it would actually be a funny joke or whatever. <laughs> Instead of when it originally happened, it didn't make any sense and became a meme because it didn't make any sense. It would even be funnier <laughs> if, like, Anthony showed up and Samus said, like, Remember Me, and then Anthony was like, didn't get it. You know, and Samus would be like, oh, what the hell? Like, that would be great. Like, that would be, oh, that, that's, that's, that would be some good writing right there. That would be a great, bring him back. Yes. I would love to see Anthony come back, but not in a fusion remake. Don't change the story of fusion. Fusion story is good. Um, maybe, maybe make it so you don't have to stand there and talk to Adam as much. But other than that, don't change the story. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what? I, I was going to ask uh, Griff's next question, but I think I'm going to save that because we're I think we're going to be talking about something like that very soon, and that might be like a whole episode worth. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to get to uh, Griff's last question here. If the Space Pirates are enemies of Metroid Prime 4, what would you like them to look like, and what is your overall favorite Space Pirate design? Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually thinking about this um, earlier today when I was looking at the questions, and... You know, I feel like most of the uh, the designs for the Space Pirates have actually been, like, pretty consistent over the years. Like, uh, you know, obviously they looked a little bit different in Metroid Prime going from 2D to 3D. But, like, they didn't look drastically different. You know what I mean? So, I, I'm like a... I'm a sucker for the Space Pirates in Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion, actually. I think that the Aqua Space Pirates look really cool. Um... This is one of those things where, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it for me. I I would love to see, like, Space Pirates just kind of look like, 
I know space pirates look like, but just in like sick, <laughs> better graphics and, and whatever. So yeah, I, I think that, uh, that, that would be my answer. Just kind of like how they look in, in prime one, two, and three and, and, you know, how they looked in prime one, two, and three isn't all that different from how they looked in 2d Metroid either. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know actually, because when you look at the metro, the the space pirates and all the different Metroid Prime games, they definitely kind of look a little different from one to another. Like I'm looking at them right now, I because I looked at this too, they kind of look a little different. Like the 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 Metroid Prime ones are very into insecty. Um, the second like the Prime Two ones are also insecty, but they're kind of like skeletons in a way too. Like they're almost like demonic looking. I really don't like the Metroid Prime Three space pirates. I never like them. They they just I don't know. They don't look like Met- not that they don't look like Metroid enemies, but they always remind me of like I don't know something from like Crisis or something like that, or I don't know like uh, Killzone or something. I don't know, like not Killzone, but like another another game that's not Metroid. I never really liked their like smoothed out like sleeker design. I like the insect like weird yeah, like yeah. look that they have in Metroid Prime, uh, and like their fiery eyes too. I I don't know why they had like the oh. weird fiery eyes, but those are really cool. <laughs> the the Zero Mission Space Pirate is the best, actually. I can't believe I didn't say that. That Space Pirate looks awesome. He looks like a, an evil Spider-Man, except he's got, like, claws instead of web-slingers. He looks cool. Yeah, the uh, the Fusion uh, Space Pirates, like, the purple with, like, they have, like the whitish-gray kind of hair in the back of their heads. I yeah. love that design, too. And then uh, I've also always been a big fan of the Dark Pirate Commando from Metroid Prime 2. That's a really cool design. That looks like they almost look like robots. That's kind of dope. And then the 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 like uh like flying pirates in general from the Metroid Prime series also a really cool design. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, so we I I think Dak, there's one question that I skipped over because I I didn't even know how to ask it, but I I think let's end on this because <laughs> I I want to attempt okay. to <laughs> to do this justice. Wait, wait, oh, you're gonna read it? Okay, so, you can read it. I'm gonna read okay. this. I don't know if I'm gonna read the whole. thing. Oh, you gotta whoa, whoa! You gotta read so, the whole thing. You can't, you can't not read all of it. <laughs> if you're gonna, read it. all right, here we go. HKH asks. So I have a broken up Metroid Prime story proposal. This isn't actually a question, but we'll just give our thoughts on his proposal here. Silex is actually revealed to be Samus's younger brother who wants revenge from the government after he's led a very isolated life. Meanwhile, Samus is dealing with the effects of what Phazon did to her body and focus a little bit more on her declining mental health. Uh, I, I feel like current generations of players will be able to really relate to that. Perhaps we can even get a boss battle that's actually in her mind. A scene where she's remembering the events of Talon or Aether, but is playable and it's different, almost horrifying. I guess like in WandaVision. I haven't seen WandaVision, so I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but okay. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen although WandaVision? there is an antagonist. Okay. <laughs> no. Let's I, check it out. Dude, I don't subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. Um, although there is an antagonist that really focused on how Wanda is dealing with the death of Vision. Oh. That could work with Silex as a villain. Samus doesn't really want to fight her younger brother because he's blood. As a final attempt at getting his revenge, Silex merges with a Metroid but loses himself. Samus inevitably kills him. I guess unlike WandaVision, Samus doesn't really get the closure she's looking <laughs> for. As a bonus cutscene, we could get her in a meeting with the Federation with Samus being the one to recommend the complete destruction of the Metroids and volunteer to do it herself. She isn't quite thinking straight, although she's seen what a Metro can do and her brother was the final straw. Uh, also, since this would likely occur right before Samus returns, maybe we get more hints about the evil Chozo or even see them. Whew. There's a, there's okay, a so lot. There, there's a lot to a lot going here. on there, man. Um, 
I'm going to start with the stuff I like in there, actually. Okay. I, I do like that something could happen and drive Samus to be like, I need to exterminate every Metroid. Because as we, like, at the time, that made perfect sense in Metroid 2 because we didn't know Samus then. But over time, we, we learned that she, you know, she'll take care of business, but she does have a compassionate side, right? And her just, like, exterminating the Metroids has always seemed a little bit, like, not uncharacteristic. Like, I, I think Is that it? she still would do that, but, like, extreme, you know? I don't know. I mean, she so, was ordered to, to kill some bugs, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if, like, if someone ordered me to go, if I was a space soldier, essentially or whatever and they go told me to go to some rock and and uh, burn up some space bugs or whatever i'd be like all right <laughs> let's go you know i don't know if that's necessarily out of out of character well uh, okay maybe not out of character but i i have seen people just say like oh she commits genocide blah, 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 and it's like all right man well like maybe maybe really. if she had some traumatic event happen to her and like she had like a personal vendetta against the metroids uh, I mean, didn't the Federation just like, sense. I mean, the Federation knew how bad the Metroids were based on what happened in Metroid 1 and and then whatever. And so they're like, all right, like, well, you got to go kill him. I don't know. I feel like that isn't that part of the story I, already explained. I'm, I'm trying to throw our boy a bone here. Okay. I'm just, I, I don't mind this part. I don't mind this part. I don't know. I, I That doesn't. I, the part of this that I liked was, I mean, I definitely think that Metroid Prime Force should have some kind of, some part of the story should be about, like, the the side effects of the fact that Phazen is just completely removed from the, the the galaxy, right? Like, Phazen was widespread, it had, it corrupted whole planets and people and all of that, like, that's not something that you just, like, shrug off, right, and sleep off and take some Tylenol, so... I definitely think that, you know, maybe not, like, a huge part of it, and maybe if it was just, like, physical stuff, like Samus having some kind of effects from the Phazen, that would make sense. Uh, that that I don't think is a bad, you know, a bad part of this, but um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm down for... See, that's funny, because I, I would shrug off Phazen. Like, it's gone, it's done, it's behind us. What's what's next? So I, I feel like Phazon is dealt with, but e either way, let's just let's move on to the... Uh, the real main event here, uh, which is Silex being Samus's brother. Yeah, no, I, I hate that. I hate that. I, you know what? Silex doesn't need a backstory. He doesn't need a backstory. He's a hunter who's out to get Samus and he's out to get the Federation. If we're going to get a backstory, then we can see maybe why he's after the Federation, but we don't need to know. Yeah. We don't need to know like, I don't know. We don't need to know what he was doing when he was growing up. Yeah. Silex has some reason. Or like, maybe he was just a regular person. And I don't yeah, know, the sure. Federation, you know, something like that. I don't know. It doesn't have to be too complex. Just give me a give me a convincing, compelling uh, reason for him to be motivated motivated to do what he's doing. And then have him do more of that stuff in the active story of Metroid Prime 4. Um, I think making, like, when you start to go into, like, like family ties, it becomes melodrama. Right, like all of a sudden, it's becoming like you know, uh, surprise, like oh my god, we're related. That's that's the stuff of soap operas, and I don't think I think Metroid's story really shouldn't really be about that. Um, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, this idea I think has a lot of st like I like the incorporating a phase and stuff. I don't think it should be a big part of the story. Um, maybe even like, I always, I always thought that like in a Metroid five sequel it would be, or Metroid five sequel, wow. Metroid fusion sequel 
where Met or Samus like fights like an uh, like a Ridley ghost or something, right? Like, or she's haunted by Ridley. That'd be a kind of like a similar idea to this, but that wouldn't be phasing uh, related. But when you start to get into like Silex being Samus's brother and Silex uh, merging with a Metroid and whatnot, which I I, I, I and and consider this too. Consider this. Uh, this idea probably sounds cool and like fan fiction communities and i and i think hkh references that actually it's a popular theory there but if you're going to pull off this idea that the silex is actually samus's younger brother you have to spend a considerable amount of time in metroid prime 4 establishing that a samus has a brother and you're probably going to have to establish her family life and you're probably going to have to establish what happened to her as a child to separate her and her brother and you're probably going to have to establish like all of this other stuff to get to this payoff that Sam, the, this guy is Samus's brother. And that's going to take place in the same game. If you were going to do this, like you should have planted the seeds many, many games ago. Not not in the same game and pay it off, you know, in a couple hours later. You, you, you have to like also explain how that fact never came up in Hunters or at any other time in the past. Like the fact that they're related. Like that would, I feel like that would be like, we know, I know Adam's brother brother's name who is in a single scene in Other M. And the fact that Silex and Samus are literally related directly would ne has never come up. I, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not true, but like, yeah, it wouldn't be like, if that were the case, it would feel, it would feel so completely out of place because it, nothing has built up to that at all. Silex already has build up in his character, so why not just use that? And I, and again, like the, at the end where Samus is like, you know, is the one to recommend the complete... I think Samus recommending the complete destruction of the Metroids is out of character. Because that, like, that's like a bias she has, I think, where I don't think she would have a bias. She's like a professional. She goes out there and she gets it done. She gets the job done. And, she's, and she does what's right. So if she was a soldier back then or a hunter or whatever, and they were like, and uh, they ordered her like, hey, you got to kill the Metroids. She just went through, uh, you know... The original Metroid and Metroid Prime games and all that, she knows what the Metroids are capable of. She doesn't need convincing. And the Federation doesn't need convincing. So I don't think anything having to do with Silex is, like, something that needs to be, like, the final straw. I think by the events of just before Metroid 2 or whatever, they already had more than enough compelling evidence to get rid of the Metroids. And Samus, I don't even think... I don't think anybody would really need to be convinced. Of like, yeah, we kind of need to get rid of these things. They're kind of bad for everybody. You know, like... <laughs> if I don't think anybody other than Space Pirates would agree that Metroids really need to exist. They didn't exist in the natural environment to begin with. So it's not like you're exterminating, like, a, a, a species that would be extinct, right? They didn't exist naturally in the environment. And Samus, I'm sure, would be like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea to have Metroids around. But then, and that's also what makes, you know, the, the Metroid imprinting on her in Metroid 2 more compelling because she was, you know, this is just a job. I'm just doing this. I'm just killing all these Metroids, whatever. And then she runs into the baby Metroid. She's like, oh, and like that changes it, the thing that changes things, you know? So like, just, there doesn't need to be this motivation. It already exists. Like it already exists. It's already, it's already happening in the story. It's already working. The gears are already turning. And that's a big part of what Metroid is already. But I do think there are some decent ideas in the story, but it's it is very fan fiction-y to be sure. But I I, I appreciate the the pitch. Yes, and uh thank you for spoiling WandaVision for me. <laughs> not that I'm uh, ever yeah. not that I'm ever gonna watch it, if I'm gonna be honest. Well, I, I've been I've been spoiled by for uh, in that show Invincible all week. 
I know all about that show now because everyone just posting memes about it, which are spoilers. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I, I might as well just watch it now because I already know what happens, I guess. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, everybody, thank you for all of your questions. We are out of time. Uh, we're going to do this again very, very soon, I'm sure. Uh, of course, these questions came from over in the Omega Metroid Podcast Discord server. So if you are not a member what are you doing? Get on over there and chat with us. Uh, we do AMAs. We're, we're, we're probably going to get some smash going on here pretty quick. So make sure yeah, that you yeah, are yeah, yeah. a member and hanging out with the, with the community. Definitely. It's honestly, I'm very glad that we got the discord server going. There's a lot of good regulars in the server and chatting. And honestly, like, you know, even though we had a little fun with that last idea and whatnot, I appreciate everybody for, for throwing no us doubt. your ideas yeah. and your, and your questions and all that. Cause I mean, you know, we love doing that. Yeah, we yeah, love you doing know what? this kind of, it, it takes like, it takes a lot of courage to put an idea out there. So like, you know, yeah, for sure. it's uh, no idea is a bad idea. There, there are some things that we may like more than others, but you know, Hey, we're just two dudes. Um, That's true. Also, wait, one more thing on my end. I wanted to say, I was thinking about this after we uh, answered this question, but uh, Griff's question earlier about uh, how Samus was able to beat Silex and hunters and like whether or not he's a threat. I, I actually forgot to say this, but if you, I don't know about you, but if you ever played <laughs> multiplayer and hunters there are some really good silex players out there okay so if you ever played that and if silex was as good as those people that played hunters competitively or really good on, on online and whatnot i would be very 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 worried about samus's chances in metroid prime 4 because silex is gonna be nasty there you go that scene is still going on by the way so shout out to those guys for keeping the game it is alive. yeah so we gotta do an episode on them on that as well i um, but we are going to get out of here for today. Of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore. And we are at Omega Metroid Pod. And uh, make sure that you're subscribing over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, all the places that you get your podcast. Leave us that sweet, sweet five star review if you think we've earned it. Once again, come and hang out with us over on Omega Metroid Discord. We'd love to have you. And until then, everybody, we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>